Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? No, it's because your intro sucks. Please step out onto the curbside. Welcome to another episode of the Curbside Podcast, the podcast where we talk about cars and everything to do with cars. My name is Jeff. I drive a 2004 Honda S2000, and I am your Southern Californian Taiwanese American. What's up, everybody? My name is Parth, and I drive a 2016 M3 living up here in the Northern Californias. Northern Californias. Yes, sir. Quarantine week number Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred. I don't know. We're just gonna. I don't. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, me and my parents are going for a walk today, and my mom's like, "What day is it today?" I'm like, "I think it's Saturday." And then my mom's like, "My dad's like, no, no, it's Friday." My mom's like, "What do you mean it's Friday? It's Thursday." And <laughs> Dude, I think I saw a post of someone being like, "I switched from showering every day to showering twice." week (laughs) (laughs) well that's nasty (laughs) Uh, yeah but i mean like if you're like just sitting there and doing nothing how dirty are you getting you know that's true i just can't keep track of the days dude like yeah honestly like literally like it's actually a problem like thursday feels like saturday which feels like a monday which feels like wednesday it doesn't matter at this point every day like are you doing the same thing now every day no actually because of this podcast stuff i actually have something to do yeah. Like day by day. So Saturday, I usually edit the podcast. Sunday, finish editing the podcast and I have church stuff. Uh, Monday, I edit the Quarantine Chronicle video. Tuesday, I edit together the the weekly podcast clips. Wednesday, I edit the, the, the another Quarantine episode, if we have one. Yeah. And then I spend Wednesday night looking up news stories and then Thursday morning, writing weekly car crap, and then filming it, and then Friday I take off. Well, you have fucking more of a schedule <laughs> than I do. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> For me, I, I have no work right now, because flight school's closed. I have to study here and there. I'm, like, literally trying to keep busy between, like, playing games, doing this podcast, mm-hmm. working on my model ship. <laughs> yeah. How how far how far into uh, it? I got the main deck on. And I'm starting uh-huh. to build a superstructure. Nice. You know what I want to say to that, Parth? Yeah. My RC car already runs and drives. Yeah, well, so, this uh, is not even going to run and drive, okay? Well, see, there's your problem. See, why did you pick Plus, a, a boat, boat doesn't sail. A boat car. doesn't drive, it sails. <laughs> okay. So it'll never sail. But quarantine's got me. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're going to extend it, dude. Cases are still increasing. Like, we have not yeah. reached the point where it's, like, decreasing. So if you lift these restrictions, all of us who are pretty much dumbasses, we're going to go out and start getting infected. Yeah, I, it's safe to assume that people aren't smart. That's including us. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't think I'm smart. <laughs> I'm going to go out there, la di yeah, I can do everything, boom, infected. <laughs> There's some shit that aggravates me, though. What? Uh, so yesterday, the mm. mayor of Fremont, Lily May, this is the name of her mayor, 
She uh-huh. announced that starting today is a city order. If you're out in public in the city of Fremont, you have to be wearing some sort of face shield. Like a plastic face shield or? Like some sort of something that covers your mouth, right? That sounds all well and nice, but it's an order. And if you don't comply with it, they will, they can fine you a hundred dollars. That doesn't make any sense. Shut shut up, man. Shut up, man. What? You think not $100 is bad? Uh Uh-huh. Let me tell you the fine here down where I'm from, all right? If you are caught outside in public without wearing a face mask, you are fined $1,000 or with 90 days in jail or both. What? Hang on, dude. See, this is a, this is a problem I have with this order and that whatever your thing too. First of all, she announced it yesterday, and then she wants mm-hmm. to implement it today. So basically, no time for you to get ready for it, and then you just have to do it. Okay. On top of that, what she says is acceptable as a face mask. ABC Seven News Bay Area. They they did this interview with her. Mayor May says she is hopeful people won't try to buy N95 masks because. You know, it's a fucking requirement for our medical professionals and people who are dealing with people who have corona, right? The DOJ is raiding warehouses where I am live because there's a guy uh-huh. who's hoarding N95 masks and they, they raided the motherfucker's place and picked up 500 face masks. Good on them. Yes. Okay. But N95 masks right now are supposed to be for medical people. And she says, won't try to buy N95 masks, but instead use bandanas, scarves, and shirts to cover their faces. Now that's the shit that got me get me really pissed off, Chef. Ask me why. Why? Because a bandana and a shirt are not gonna do anything for you. If you have to wear a cloth face mask, you have yeah. to build it in a very specific way, and those instructions are on the CDC's website. Uh-huh. But I mean, like it, the the best thing right now is for people to cover their face, not to not get themselves sick, but you know, to spread their own respiratory droplets in case they have, you know, said disease. I, I agree. I agree. But the thing is Unless it's done right, it doesn't matter. It can still permeate through whatever face covering you have. Because according to her, I can pull my shirt over my nose and walk around Fremont and that's okay. That's not right. I saw someone I saw someone on, I think, like TikTok or something. I don't know. It was on Facebook. He put like a pot lid in front of his face. What the fuck? <laughs> it works. I, like it, glass is less penetrable than cotton yeah and i mean it does do a certain amount it's made out of cotton it depends on what material you have see i i'm not i'm not opposed to preventing corona obviously i'm not right yes i think masks are important covering your face is a good thing but the fact that you made it a mandated order within 24 hours and you expect people to not buy n95 masks because of this order and then you want them to cover up without any specific instructions on how to do it correctly and then you're enforcing it by giving a forcible 100 fine is stupid because you're not preventing anything by doing it this way it's it's an order that it's badly implemented. That like the thing is like somebody who doesn't do it right. Yes, okay, face masks help prevent, but the thing is there there's still other ways people can still get sick. The guy who's wearing the mask, if he does happen to be sick or carrying the virus, he can touch his face and he touches the surface, and then the other somebody else come by and touches that surface, and boom, there you go. This transmitted, right? So that kind of I mean, at the same time, that's better than nothing. Right? It is better. Than, I don't know about that, dude. But the thing is, forcing it is the problem. 
That's my issue with it. You can't force somebody with it. You know, I would say make it a highly recommended thing and then give steps to say, hey, this is how you should make your face mask. This will work. This won't really work. And do it that way. But this, I see it as a blatant government overreach. I mean, I don't know. Enforcing wearing masks, how is that any different from enforcing staying at home? For, because forcing staying at home is actually scientifically proven to reduce transmission. And I'm, I'm sure face masks are too. Yes, but again, Jeffrey, it's the problem with not doing it correctly. And the fact that I can literally walk around Fremont by just putting my shirt over my nose? No, that's not right. I've seen a lot of people that have face masks. They are wearing them in public. And yeah, that's good. Thing is now you made it an order. And now you're forcing people to do things that may not actually help them prevent it. And it's just, it'll give them a false thing. Like somebody will go out in public with their shirt over the nose. And be like, oh, okay, the governor or the mayor said, I'm safe if I do it this way. Well, no, you're not. I feel like, I mean, I feel like that's not the point. I think it's still recommended that you not go out. Yeah. They're saying put on a face mask if you have to go out for essentials. It's not like the face mask is going to protect you or other people in place of staying at home. So I don't think if if you're going out with a shirt on your face thinking that ah I'm safe now. Well the the, the problems with you kind of no, no, but I agree. But the thing is, people will still go out and they still have to like buy groceries and stuff like that, right? But there, there are people that will feel like, okay, now I'm more safe if I do this. Problem uh-huh. is, you're not. And that's the thing. This is an order that was just, I feel rushed. I mean, did she say that it'll make you safer or? No, it's just a requirement. There was nothing in the thing that said anything. It just said, you have to have something covering your face and... That's it. If you're going outside. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound like it was her intention to make people feel safer. It was just another measure. Then to you stop can't. The I, I don't think you can make it an order because and that, too, is punishable by $100 because it just people will do it the wrong way. And there's no point. And I think in basic principle, that's a huge government overreach. So are you saying it could be mandated if people were given proper masks, then it would be fine? Or if you would have given some instructions on this is what a proper face mask is and this is how you can make it, then yes. This person goes out and says, you can cover your nose with anything as long as it covers it. Bro, it doesn't do anything. And then on top of that, if you don't do that, then you get a fine. That's what I don't like. You could have made it like a mandatory thing. But why are you like enforcing it like as if it's like freaking martial law out here? It's not. You can't really make something mandatory and not have consequences to them you know like if we didn't enforce stay at home things do you think many people will stay at home why do you keep taking things out of context that's not what i'm saying uh, i'm, I'm not taking I'm just, it out of i'm just talking about face masks i already no, said I'm just, i I'm already just, said i'm comparing the two sir no but com- i already said social distancing and washing your hands is the best thing to do in this situation yes but face also masks and making people wear a face mask that's what I'm saying is not right. Yes. Well, what, what I'm trying, why I'm comparing it to social distancing, right, is because you kind of walk a fine line between what is what is and what's not okay, being our country's like a democracy and you get freedom and whatnot. Yeah. Where do you draw the line then? When they implement martial law. If they implement martial law, then I'll let the government do whatever the shit they want. No, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. Like, what, where do you, why, why is that, like, why is it face masks and social distancing a different thing if, if implemented correctly? Because. Like, do you think if implemented correctly, it should not be enforced still? If you say that again, if it was implemented correctly, should it not be enforced? Like the order? Yeah, like you were saying, like, hey, if they told you this is how you make a proper face mask or somewhat, do you think it should not be enforced still? 
I don't think it should be enforced. So why is that different from enforcing social distancing? And okay, if, let me put it this way: if everyone in this country had access to N95 mask at all times, and or then they implemented masks. this order, I would be or like, cloth okay, cloth masks. That's fine. <laughs> or, or 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 good cloth cloth masks. If they were sure that every person in this country had access to it, and then they made yeah. that order, that's okay. But I mean, I mean, this could be a long discussion because like. You're saying how not everyone could have access to it. At, at the same time, not everyone ha- is able to stay home. Well, obviously, you know? in our country, the homeless people, we don't really give much cadence to them in our government. We kind of think of them secondary, which is wrong. But, like, if you have a house, you social distance and you stay in your home. No, no, I mean, it's like, so even with that, like, you have some people who need to go to work who, who can't make the money. Yes, and then they and then they have been called essential. No, no, it's th- some people who are con- not even considered essential workers, but still aren't able to make, you know, the money they need to make because they don't have their job anymore. I mean, th- that's not proper access to, you know. But they can go out anyway. No, that's what I'm saying, like... Y- <laughs> It, they're forced not to go to work, correct? Mm. The government has basically forced them not to go to work. Yeah. But they need money in order to pay their rent. Yeah. Isn't that kind of the same as people who like are forced to wear masks but aren't able to get masks? I don't think so. You see, this is where I, this is why I say it's like a fine line between what's right and what's wrong. No, no, but I'll tell you why I think so there's a difference. Because scientifically, it does show Social distancing and washing your hands is a better way to prevent the spread of coronavirus than comparable to wearing any kind of face shield. That's 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 my whole argument behind this thing is that they came out with an order, which I believe is not really based on science. It's just based on whatever the shit they based it on. Uh huh. That's my issue with it. If they would have said... Everybody needs to have a proper face shield when going out in public. And here's a link to the CDC website, which if you go to the CDC website, they show you how to make a cloth face shield properly. They have instructions as a full PDF, a step-by-step guide. That Then I would have been like, okay, that's a little bit more understandable. But the fact that they, they said you have to have something covering your face and that includes literally a shirt, that's when it got me like your, your thing is not based on science. Like if you don't have an access to a face mask or whatever – Staying away from the place you have to go and washing your hands, that's more effective. Like, however bad it may be for people who don't have jobs and all this stuff, I understand all that. But the thing is, that, I think, is a more of a necessity than forcing people to wear some shit over your face. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't... Well, we could talk about this forever, and I'd yeah. rather not. But, like, at the same time, what I'm saying is that it's not like... It's not like they're saying face masks are more of a priority than staying at home no no, it's not but the thing is you can't for i i don't think they can force it okay. i don't think they should I mean, force it uh i mean i really don't well, want to well speaking of ethics jeffrey um, uh-huh. kind of ethics science covid whatever we're speaking of i was thinking about this because yesterday me and the boys we went for a little drive after a very very long time just locally we went up to uh we went up on sierra road and then up at the top of the road it has an open sky preserve right and everything was closed the parking lot was closed the trails are closed you can't even park anywhere on that road because it has a bunch of nice views you can't park on the side of the road anywhere but obviously to prevent you know people from interacting do practicing social distancing and all that stuff it kind of made me think about this and i I read some articles and I actually talked to a police officer too, Jeff, about this. And we talked about it a little bit last week, which is what are the ethics of driving during this COVID-19 stuff? I mean, we might be a little biased. 
we, we will be a little biased. <laughs> but at the same time, let's be logically biased. <laughs> so what do you think about, is it okay for you to get out of your house, get into your garage, sit in your car, full tank of gas, go for a drive, hour, two hours, two and a half hours, you never get out anywhere, and you come back home. You never talked to anyone, never got out of the car. What do you think? I definitely think it's fine. It's basically like staying in a house that moves. Yeah. Right? The only thing that's ever crossed my mind in terms of this, though, mm-hmm. to be against that is like, is, you know, kind of that pushing the boundaries of what's allowed. Be like, what can, what can I get away with? I mean, in this case, I don't think you're getting away with anything necessary. But like, what am I allowed to do? And then every time you do that, you're like... Well, what else am I allowed to do? Yeah, well, what, where, what else could I do? What else could I push the boundary? That's that's where I feel like it kind of gets dangerous because of this. <laughs> like, yeah. But I think the thing is, I also agree with you. I think that during this time, if you're a car person, you haven't driven your car, you want to go drive it, go drive it. Mm-hmm. I, I, we said this last week, too. I think we talked about it. I mean, don't just go and pick up five friends, too, you know? <laughs> if you want to bring friends, tell them to come in their separate cars. Yeah. And try not to interact with them physically. Yeah, just like maybe walkie-talkies or your phone or whatever. And go for a drive. You know, I think it's okay. Another thing that kind of like makes me feel better about this. So yesterday, me and my dad went to Safeway. And as I was walking in, I saw there was a Fremont PD guy sitting in the parking lot. And I was like, oh, there's a police guy here. And after shopping, we got out. And then he was still there. And then I was saying, I'm like, you know, I really want to go ask this guy what is... What is the whole thing with driving, right? I'm like, who's better to tell me than an actual police officer, right? So my dad's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go ask him. It's a great idea. So we walk over to him. I'm like, hey, sir, uh, could I ask you a question? He's like, yeah, sure, man. What's up? And I'm like, hey, what is the whole thing with driving during this time? Like, you know, I've heard from people that people are getting pulled over and ticketed if they're just going for a drive and they tell you that, I'm going for a drive rather than telling you, hey, I'm going grocery shopping because that's considered essential, right? Well, I was like, what is the whole thing? Can I go for a drive? I'm like, can we can we drive? And he's like, let me tell you one thing. He's like, I can tell you for at least Fremont. I don't know about other places, but usually people are trying to practice the same things in terms of police and enforcement go. He said, mm-hmm. you will not get a ticket in Fremont or you won't get pulled over just for driving around. We can't take that away from you. That's not right. He's And he said this. He's like, we're not a communist country. That's his words exactly. Yeah. He said, we're not a <laughs> yeah, communist exactly. country where I can stop you from driving. Well, he says that, but then freaking SoCal CHP is just trying to pull everyone over for no particular reason. Yeah. See, and then oh, that, again, that's, that's, that's just difference in police department and ways of thinking. You know, maybe this police officer thinks different than the other police officer, but... He was like, you know, it's not a communist country. And I said, so it's okay. Like, if I wanted to go for a drive, like, I'm a car guy. My dad's a car guy. Like, I have some friends who are car guys. Like, if we get into our car from our home, never stop anywhere, don't get out for gas or anything, and just go for a drive into the hills or something. And he's like, well, he's like, let me tell you this. If on my day off, I go for a drive in my car, and I could, after he said that, I'm like, this is, he's a car guy, right? (laughs) After he said that, he's like, if I go for a drive in my car, and somebody pulls me over for driving, we're going to have a serious problem. I was like, damn. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. I was like, okay. All right. He's like, honestly, we, we don't, he's like, we're not enforcing anything that like, you know, COVID-19 related, social distance related. He's like, for now, we're mostly responding to people calling us. Like, hey, there's 20 people gathering here. Can you come check this out? Then, yeah, yeah, we'll probably give you a ticket. But 
we're not just going to pull you over if you're driving around being like, hey, what's your business? He's like, we can't do that. We don't live in a police state. <laughs> yeah. It's really up to the responsibility of the citizen. Yeah. And that's that's another thing that he said. He's like, what we're trying to practice and what I think other police departments are trying to practice. And he said he called this common sense policing. Use your common sense. You know, if you think it's OK and, you know, you think you can be safe, go for it. You know, but if you're going to take 20 guys and then go out to the beach and have a bonfire and a picnic and then, yeah, you see, that's the problem, right? That's the thing when you tell people just to be safe, though. Yeah. The problem is people are like, well, I'm safe doing this. I'm safe doing this. Yeah. It's only 10 people. I'm safe doing that. And then we come back to the stupid people in our country, Jeff. That's why, you know, (laughs) that's why we call them the stupid people. I was reading an article, right? And the article is titled The New Ethics of Driving in the coronavirus, uh, in the time of coronavirus, right? Yeah. And it's an article talking about what kind of like what we're talking about. The uh, author of the article, he interviewed this guy named Randy Cohen, who for 12 years, he wrote the ethicist, ethicist, ethicist advice column for the New York Times. And he's also wrote for The Late Show with David Letterman and Michael Moore's TV Nation. So he's like a ethics expert, right? Like an ethics advisor. They're talking about, you know, people say that they might give you this excuse when you go for a drive is that, oh, what if you get into an accident and then you have to call the EMTs, the firefighters, the policemen, you know, you're wasting resources if you do that. And that's something I didn't necessarily believe. Like, yes, you do do that. But and this is something what the article said, which I, I don't think I can even say this better. Um, so it quotes here. I was also not fully buying the driving per se risks overburdening EMTs or hospital personnel, and Cohen agreed. One might just as well fall off a ladder while performing that long-delayed home project, or slice a finger while attempting to beef Bergenon and end up in the same ambulance and emergency room as a driver. Should we stop wielding kitchen implements as well? And I was like, that's, I agree with that, you know? <laughs> I was listening to Adam Savage's, from Mythbusters, his podcast. Uh-huh. And he was talking about how he had a workplace injury. Okay. He was, you know, cleaning out his tool and he, he, he injured himself and he just thought to himself like, oh man, I do not want to be that guy who, who because of a stupid mistake ends up going to the hospital mm-hmm. and taking up a bed for like a patient who needs it and Our putting resources. the stress on the staff. Yeah. But in the end, kind of the lesson of the story is accidents happen. He's a very careful man. He knows proper tool safety, but accidents happen. Yeah. Accidents will happen. Like, no matter how careful you are, sometimes things just slip your mind. Right? It's only human. You you might miss a step going down your stairs and you'll hit your head and it'll crack open. So what are you going to do? Not call the paramedics because you don't want to burden them because of coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a difference between getting sent to the hospital because you decided to dive headfirst off of your staircase versus being careful enough to walk carefully down the stairs, but then trip over something that you didn't see. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and then that's no different than you going for a drive and... Maybe a semi-truck runs a red light and you get T-boned. So there's no difference in the chances of any of that stuff happening. So people say, oh, you're taking more of a risk if you go for a drive. You know, you can get into an accident. Well, I could fall off the top flight of my stairs and break a few legs and crack my skull open. That can also happen. And then I could also burden the, you know, healthcare system. Yeah, it's really just about being careful. Yeah. Being careful, being responsible, being safe. Because if you think about it, if everyone was driving like a lunatic or jumping off staircases and Or going 500 miles an hour. Or going 500 miles an hour, there would be a lot more cases of people in the hospital than if everyone just 
was responsible, right? Like yeah. accidents will happen. Some people will end up there, but that's better than let's dive bomb off of a freaking four story building. Or uh, go driving and then go 500 miles per hour and drift every corner because I can. Yeah, exactly. If you go for a drive, common sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, if you ever go for a drive, not not just during COVID time. Yeah. Common sense. Seriously. I mean, that's, that's the thing about it. And, you know, as COVID will continue and life continues too, other things will happen. You know, people will have to give birth. People will die from other things. People will get sick from other things. You will have small accidents here and there. You'll fall off a ladder. These things will keep happening. So yeah. using that as an excuse that you're going to burden the medical system to people who say you can't go for a drive because of that, that's not right. If as long as you practice the same kind of common sense as you would on a normal day, forget about yeah. coronavirus pandemic days, you're okay. And, you know, to anyone who's listening to this and thinking to themselves, well, yeah, now I'm going to go outside and drive 500 miles an hour and uh, drift every quarter. I say, uh, no, you have to stay home. Yeah, it's and, mandatory for you. And unsubscribe uh, from our podcast because we don't want listeners like you. Because <laughs> literally, we just said, "Don't do that." <laughs> if you think you're invincible and whatnot, just stay home. Yeah, it's better. It's yeah. good for you. Try try jumping off that staircase actually first. No, no, no! Don't do that. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> That's wasted resources. <laughs> But see, the thing is, Jeff, hopefully they won't be able to waste the resource again after that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big brain. <laughs> uh, no, don't jump off staircases. Don't go 500 miles per hour. Go for a drive if you want to. Just be smart. Just do it. You know? And it's okay. I, I forgot to mention that today Andrew's not here. Uh, he's got he's taking a day off because he's got something for work that he needs to do. But if you guys follow our Instagram, you saw his post about him going out for a drive in his Evo with his friend in the SQ5 while practicing proper social distancing techniques. And that's his stance on it. And that he's also pissed that CHP keeps handing out tickets for no reason. And they they what? They pull you over for anything, right? Like. No, loud exhaust. Yeah, I saw people like like oh, window tint is too dark. I'm yeah, like, you're just Bruh. putting your officers at unnecessary risk. Like, come on. Yeah, they're being like, ah, <laughs> oh, yes, let's 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 have more contact with people. Yeah. Hey, roll down your window. I need to write down your ticket. <laughs> Licks the ticket, hands it to his forehead. I'm like, bruh. That's yeah. Just that's not proper social distancing. Yeah. Just be safe. Yeah. Be smart. Go for a drive. It's okay. Go for a drive. Think about other people. Yeah. So with that being said, shall we move on to our sponsor break? Yeah. All right. Welcome to our sponsored break. Who 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 are we sponsored by, Parth? Uh, the greatest ourselves, the Curbside Podcast. Yeah. It's getting hot up here in NorCal. I mean, SoCal. What? I You're in NorCal? NorCal? Yeah, man. You, I've definitely friend? been breaking social distancing rule if I'm up there. You fake friend? You didn't tell me you were in NorCal? <laughs> oh, it's warm, though. It's so hot right now. Anyway, who are we supposed to pray? Uh, hang on. I'm closing my window because there's a lawnmower going on. Oh, okay. Um, we are not as warm here, but we are sponsored by ourselves. And you can check us out at thecurbsidepodcast.com. Correct? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, yes, you can. if you would like to sponsor us, shoot us an email. And it's uh, at the curbside, oh, no, sorry, the curbside podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to hit us up with a sponsor, 
We'll we'll gladly represent you, and we will gladly talk a lot of well, praise well, about you. Y- yeah, depend depends on you know what what you're advertising. No, <laughs> no. At this point, we'll take everything. No, no, no. <laughs> we can't. I mean, someone comes up to us like we would like you to sponsor our anti-social distancing measures. Then 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 we have a bit of a problem, don't we? Uh, if the price is right, like you know, <laughs> you could buy our hypocrisy for a price. Yeah, uh, uh, you can also price. find us on our socials. Uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook as the Curbside Podcast, and on Twitter as at Curbside Pod. So yeah, you guys could hit us up on our messaging, our comments, and whatnot. So you can give us, like, suggestions of what to talk about, suggestions for the show and whatnot. And also, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, just look up the Curbside Podcast. We're putting videos on that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, shoot us a question or anything if you want it featured. If you ask us a question, we'll uh, we'll ask it in the next program. And uh, you get three of our opinions on it. You know, very yep. valid, very good opinions. Always. Yes, very valid and important yeah. opinions. Yes, yes. Of course. Um, yeah, but and very educated. To, we'll, we'll we'll give you guys a shout out, and uh, we'll shout out the question too. So nothing to lose; it's all free ninety nine. Mm-hmm. With that being said, shall we go back to the show? Yes, definitely, because there's something I want to talk about that's not free ninety nine. <laughs> The news. The news. Jeffrey. What do you got in terms of news? Jeffrey. What? Yes. Have you been looking for something to watch during this uh, social distancing quarantine times? Uh, You should watch the Curbside podcast on YouTube. Yes. Besides that, because everybody's consuming that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I've watched all of Netflix, all of Hulu, all of YouTube. I've watched everything now. Yes. Because, yes, you know, of this whole situation, there's no motorsports happening right now. F1 is not happening. NASCAR is not happening. Le Mans is uh-huh. not happening. Nothing's happening, right? But yeah. the dudes at Car and Driver, Road and Track, and Auto Week decided to live stream on Twitch a four-day Forza competition between the three magazine companies. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, four-day competition. The first three days are a certain set of cars and at a certain track. And then the fourth day is a track of the viewer's choice and a car of the viewer's choice. And they've had, like, a poll and everybody got a vote. So, today was actually the fourth day. And they just streamed it. Today is Friday the 17th. And uh, they just streamed it. I think they started it at 3.30 Eastern time. So, I don't know if they're done yet. But I'm guessing this is something you could probably find on YouTube after this is all done, right? So, um, kind of interesting. I checked him out on the first day. Uh, kind of fun to watch, seeing the guys, you know, the magazine guys go head-to-head with each other on a video game. <laughs> and they're streaming it on Twitch. So uh, Heck, we should do that. Yeah, that was pretty cool, man. So, if you guys want to check that out, I'm obviously, by the time this video comes out, it would already happened. But probably on YouTube, uh, just check it out. I would say... Uh, car and driver, road and track, or something. Uh, Forza competition. Just try searching that up. We should. I mean, we should. We should have a Forza competition. Dude, I'm down, dude. Promise, you're playing a Forza from like 2011. <laughs> Forza Motorsport Four. Yeah. <laughs> like that's ancient. Well, man. We just. We need to all buy Xboxes. 
I have a PlayStation. We need to all buy Xboxes. Okay. New ones. Okay. And uh, <laughs> we need to all buy racing wheels. And then we all need to buy Xbox Live accounts. Yeah. And then we'll have a nice, cheap and fun way to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. Definitely cheap. Well, if we get a sponsor, then our, that's done deal. <laughs> hey, uh, Xbox, Forza, Logitech, people. Would you like to sponsor our show? Yeah. We'll tag you in this episode so you can actually listen. We'll say great things because we already say great things about it. So, may as well, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hit us up. In other news, Parth, mm. speaking of expensive things. Yeah. You know, you remember that watch uh, back that they had on Top Gear, the Bugatti Veyron watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the face was on the, the, the side of it. Yeah. Well, Bugatti ended their partnership with that company. And they partnered with a new company called oh, Jacob & Co., which is a New York jeweler and watchmaker. And they're back at it again, making watches. Okay. And their newest one is called, I believe it's something like the Bugatti Chiron W16 Turbion. Holy shit. And <laughs> have you seen the picture of it? Yeah, I've seen it. Holy crap. So if you guys go and look this up. It's called the Jacob & Co, I think, Bugatti Chiron W16. Turbillion or Turbillion. Yeah, the, that word. It is a watch with a miniaturized W16 engine in it. Yeah, does it work? Parth, I want to send you uh-huh. this video, okay? Okay. There's a video on their Instagram page. on What the, the car- hell, dude? <laughs> That's sick! <laughs> Yo, that's so sick. Dude, if you guys haven't seen it, you have to go check it out. Yeah, so what I was saying, there's a miniaturized W16 in there. It's a miniaturized W16 with actual pistons, piston rods, and a crankshaft. And and it has the little, like, suspension, too. Yeah. (laughs) It's got a suspension. It's got a fuel gauge. You guys got to go check this out. Because once you hit the button... The crankshaft turns, and the cylinders move up and down. Dude, that's sick, dude. How much is it? It's, <laughs> it's a very affordable $280,000. That's cheaper than the car, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Only, only a quarter of the price of the car. Yeah, but like, if you could afford the car, you could probably afford his watch. So if you buy the car, you need this watch. Yeah, seriously, probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would ever wear this, because... I'll only wear it when I'm driving my Chiron. Yeah, probably. Or I'll just be hanging on the wall and look at it, because this is fantastic. And the funniest thing, though, is the company says that the crankshaft is one of the smallest and most complicated watch parts ever manufactured. I can imagine And I'm why. just thinking, ain't no one else has a crankshaft in their watch. Right? That's true. Or pistons. Or a fuel gauge. I was just so prepared to laugh at this, but... No, I, I think want it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want one more than the car, actually. Yeah, because I love the way clockwork looks. And then yeah. putting a tiny engine in it is just even more fantastic. Yeah, and it looks legit like a W16. Yeah. How I much wonder, horsepower do you think it's making? Uh, about two. Continuing on our expensive topics... Here's something that's absurd, and it's expensive. You know, you know how we love to talk about markups, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And I you love know markups. How, yeah, and you know how I love to talk about the Hellcat widebody charger. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So no, I've never heard of you talk about it before. There's a special edition of the Hellcat Charger widebody called the Daytona edition. And this one comes with an extra 10 horsepower and like some special paint scheme and special wheels and some special things, right? Nothing crazy. Um, the sticker of it, it should be just $17,000 more than a regular Charger Hellcat, okay? $17,000 more for paint? Uh, paint and some wheels and some other shit, whatever it is. It's, it's actually, I lie to you, it's only $7,000 more. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense. It's only seven thousand dollars more, and it's only five hundred and one of these specific ones made. Uh, and I hate to say this, dude, because I I've said this before. It's there's one at a Fremont dealership. Oh my god! Places the car's MSRP at eighty thousand seven hundred twenty-five. All right. Mm-hmm. This includes nineteen thousand dollars for or nineteen nineteen hundred dollars for a power sunroof, uh, nine hundred dollars for a navigation. And about $4,500 for the Daytona package. Fremont Dodge has put a $32,000, $32,930 markup on it. What? Making this a $107,000 Charger Hellcat widebody. What? $33,000 on a Charger. I'm sorry, then what's the, at that point, what's the point of getting the Dodge Charger Hellcat Widebody Daytona Edition? Dang, that's a freaking long name. You could buy another Dodge Charger RT for that $33,000. I hate when dealerships do that, dude. And I hate the fact that it's in my freaking city. Because every freaking <laughs> dealership in my free in my city does this. You're basically paying thirty three thousand for like that license plate frame that says like Dick Tracy's Dodge dealership on it. Pretty much. And to be honest with you, like I, I understand they made five hundred and one of these in a special or whatnot. It doesn't look any more special than a regular Charger Hellcat wide body. <laughs> like definitely not thirty three thousand dollars more special. And, and 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 on top of that, a spokesperson from Dodge said that the dealerships are free to charge as they please for the cars they sell since they're considered to be independent business owners. Dodge doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Dodge doesn't give a shit that they're charging $33,000. Let's open up a Dodge dealership, Jeffrey, and mark up every car in the dealership. Hey, how about $500,000 for an old Dodge Dart? You know you know what the criminal part of this is, Jeff? When, when when dealerships get the car from the manufacturer, they pay whatever the dealership price is, right? So if this was yeah, eighty thousand dollars, yeah. they probably paid what, like forty five fifty. They want to make almost double of what they paid. What a bunch of what are they called? Assholes. That works. <laughs> this is Porsche level market. This is why no one likes dealerships. This is why I think in the future dealerships are definitely going to go out of business. Yeah, because of shit like this. Yeah, and Tesla's, you know, I know you don't like Tesla, Parth, but... No, but I agree with what they're doing. I think that's how you should sell cars. Yeah, and if they do that, and if we're still going to have this dealership experience, <laughs> goodbye, dealerships. Seriously, dude. At least we won't see $33,000. I mean, I like the car, Jeff, but at the end of the day, it's a Dodge and it's a Charger. I will not pay $33,000 extra for anything that's with those two names. Like somebody said, it's a special Ferrari. Okay, fine. I'll probably consider it because I could probably afford the regular asking price for it. A Dodge and a Charger? No. <laughs> Ferrari oh, never God. does that. Ferrari never marks up their cars. You know that? Instructed by Ferrari, even if it's a special Ferrari or whatever, they are not allowed to charge a single dollar of markup. Oh, good guy Ferrari, man. Right? Like that's that's how it should be. Anyway, uh, I've got some news from uh, your favorite car company. Tesla. 
Love it. Love it. Absolutely love them. So apparently in their newest update, their cars, the performance models, I think they're called like, what are their performance models called? Like the Raven edition whatnots or whatever? Is that what they call them? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But their cars will be gaining an extra 45 horsepower from a software update. Ah. You could download power now, dude. That's insane, actually. <laughs> that's so. That's something uh, internal combustion engine will never be able to do. <laughs> <laughs> like you just download a software update and like, ah, oh, my car is faster. Yeah. Hey, let's do a race. Hold up, let me download the new update. <laughs> <laughs> is your car slower? Ah, it's not up to date right now. So, Car and Driver reports that this is achieved by basically the computers letting the batteries get hotter before pulling power from the motor. Initially, the car would kind of automatically go into like limp mode after, you know, one ludicrous run to protect the drivetrain. And mm-hmm. suddenly now after the Taycan's out, uh, they're like, nah, it, it, uh, it doesn't need to be that protected anymore. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. But yeah, so so that's how they're doing it. Also, this update comes with what they call a cheetah mode. Cheetah mode is basically a new... You get dots on your Tesla. <laughs> yes. No, but the cheetah mode is during launch, the front of the car, because it has air suspension, it'll hunker down, but the back will stay up. So it's like kind of like crouching down like a cheetah. So that supposedly gives it more grip at launch. Oh, okay. That makes sense because then everything goes to the back, but then the back's already up. So it's going to... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Physics and shit. And this update also lets Tesla drivers do the drag run more than once. Oh, that's good. Tesla's going to start breaking down because apparently you said <laughs> they were doing the limp mode to save the car. So now they're kind of like, it's okay. We need we need to beat this Taycan. And now Tesla's will start breaking down. Tesla people seem very worried about the Taycan, even though they shouldn't be. Yeah. Speaking of Taycan, did you see a uh, shout out to Smoking Tire and uh, Matt Farah uh, on Drive Tribe, James May? He gave a bunch of shout outs to like different YouTube channels that he's been watching because he's like up late and shit. And he's like watching different YouTubes. Oh, YouTubes. yeah, yeah. You saw that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch the video yet, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So he gave a shout out to uh, Seen Through Glass, uh, Matt Farah on Smoking Tire, and uh, another like more nerdy kind of thing having to do with like solar energy kind of stuff. But apparently, James May really enjoyed uh, Matt Farah's one take of the Porsche Taycan. And. Matt Farah responded on Twitter, and then James May liked his response, too. So, nice little hey, interaction Getting there. an interaction from any of those three is like Dude, the car like, guy's dream. James May loves to interact on Twitter. I love it. I know. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like I, I, wish, I wish more people were like James May on social media. James May, would you like to be on our podcast? Of- well, just tag him on Twitter. You'll probably respond. He responds to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got something, Jeff. Speaking of fast cars. Hmm. McLaren, Senna. McLaren. Yeah. It got the Navitech treatment. You guys know you know what Navitech is, right? Uh, remind me. It's a German tuner. They're very famous for doing a lot of stuff to Ferraris, usually. Uh, recently, they did the Ferrari 812N Largo, and they're known for making crazy-looking... Not crazy. They take an aggressive-looking car and make it look more aggressive with cool body paneling and like parts and stuff and then not only do they make it look good they make it perform even better they make the best go even better if you know it's crazy so Novatech did the treatment on the mclaren senna and mm. it gave it a power boost to 889 miles per hour and it was 889 six... miles per hour part um, i want on. me to get one of these cars yo 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 uh <laughs> <laughs> My mind is not doing what my mouth wants it to do. Anyway, <laughs> so 
So 889 horsepower. Jesus Christ, ah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that increased the, or decreased, I guess, the 0 to 62 in 2.7 seconds and increased the top speed to 208 miles per hour. And as you know, the top speed of the regular Senna wasn't that high because of the fat wing that it has, right? Yeah. But you put more power into anything, it'll go faster. So that's what they did. <laughs> the only thing that they didn't do, they didn't, you know, I said that they do like the body work and all that stuff. They didn't yeah. touch it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it doesn't look any different. No. I mean, the Senna already looks kind of crazy enough. So yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing they didn't have much choice to like, oh, what are we going to flare? Oh, it's already flared. What and are the, we going to take out? Oh, it's already l- Literally, out. the only thing they did was you can get different wheels. Nice. And they're Vosin 20 or 21 inch wrapped in P0 Pirellis. If you do choose one, you can get, you can choose to have those wheels finished in one of 72 brushed or polished colors. 72? 72 colors. I would be on that wheel configurator for like three weeks. I can't even think of 72 colors dude. yeah i can't i didn't even know there was like such thing as 72 colors I there was like four <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i thought there were three r g and b oh yeah rgb life bro i love that shit <laughs> <laughs> so just for people that don't know the base horsepower base of the senna is 789 horsepower and 590 pound foot of torque so they've increased mm-hmm. that to 889 and 655 pound feet of torque so yeah Novatech back at it again, making a fast car even faster. That goes 889 miles per hour. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of another thing that's way too expensive for us to afford, man, we're really talking about stuff that's way too expensive this episode. It's probably because Andrew's not here to keep us grounded. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, the Lotus Avaya. So there's going to be 130 customers paying, what, a couple million dollars or whatnot yeah. for this car. But they decided to have us, you know, normal people, have a little taste of what that buying experience would be like. They released pictures, not the actual thing, but pictures off of their new touchscreen configurator that they have for customers of this. So I can't go to like Lotus's website and just make one? No, you can't. Okay. Because they say this configurator has top-notch graphics processors or mm-hmm. something like that. It uses gaming software. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so like stuff that probably runs Forza or Gran Turismo stuff. And it has, Parth, you probably know what this is, right? Ray tracing. No way. They have RTX? Yes. <laughs> That's pretty sick. <laughs> There's ray tracing on this thing. Uh-huh. And this configurator will allow, you know, the customers to see their new car in whatever angle they want. That's fantastic. And then also they did release a video. It's kind of like a 3D animated video of okay. the car in three new different colors. They're called Atomic Red, Solaris Yellow, and Carbon Black. And Parth, check this video out. It's sick. <laughs> I kind of want one now. Right? Right? Dude, if you go to the one where they're showing the black with the silver wheels, oh, 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 yeah. I can't wait for this car to come out. Like, I think it's what Lotus really needs. Yes, something that's actually really fast. Something that's hyper car worthy. Yeah. And, I mean, Lotus is the king of handling, so I can imagine this is going to be one freaking fantastic car to drive. I, 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 yeah. Lotus, shout out. Listen, hey, buddy. (laughs) Uh... Test car, curbside boys, Northern California. We'll get Jeff up here. We'll do some videos. We'll do some curbside stuff. It'll be fun. Hit us up in the email, please. So, Jeffrey, you got to tag James May, Smoking Tire, Lotus. Who else in this podcast? Oh, yeah, Logitech. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Who else did we say? We're just going to be marked as Xbox, spam for Microsoft at this point. <laughs> you got a lot of tags in this video, Jeff. You got to tag some people. I have one final piece of news before we end, and uh, it's another thing it shows how the community can come together to help in times of, of like these. Uh, Mazda is giving free oil changes and extensive, or they called it enhanced, car cleaning for anyone who's in the healthcare industry and they can get this during between April 16th and May 4th. So Mazda deals offer free oil changes, enhanced cleaning services from nearly all makes and models, not just Mazdas. Free. Oh, really? Yeah. And this is fantastic because there's somebody who's talking on here that their wife works in the healthcare field in a hospital and they have two cars and the car that the wife takes to work every day is now just like the quarantined car. She only goes to work in that car and all the groceries and everything else is done in their second car. And he says like, this is fantastic service because there's some people that don't have two cars like that. Being able to get it cleaned properly and get a car wash because who doesn't like a nice clean car on the outside too, you know? And Mazda is going to practice proper protection and follow CDC guidelines to get the inside of your car cleaned and they'll clean like areas that are extensively touched and everything. And it's fantastic. I think that's great. Like companies, you know, we talked about Hyundai recently. Uh, now Mazda is doing something like this. Everyone's doing something to help do their part, you know? And... I think it's pretty cool. If you guys work in the healthcare industry and uh, your car is looking a little dirty because you haven't had the time because you're out there saving lives and making our society better for the rest of us, hit up a Mazda dealership. Bring it in. And it says all you need to show is a work badge or a pay stub. And you'll get it. Meanwhile, dealers are marking up $33,000 on Fucking Dodge Chargers. Fremont Dodge. Hey, tag them in this shit too. <laughs> <laughs> Get damn. your act together, dude. And with that, fuck Fremont Dodge and <laughs> Mazda. You're you're the G right now, man. Keep doing things that, like that. <laughs> with that being said, that is our show for this week. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us at the curbsidepodcast.com where you'll find a link to our Libsyn page, uh, which has links to all our other platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, VBB, Spotify. That's it. Yes. Yes, sir. And you can check us out on our socials and on Instagram. It's at the Curbside Podcast. Everything is pretty much at the Curbside Podcast except Twitter. At Twitter, it is at Curbside Pod. Just hit us up. You know, any any media, say what's up, say what's happening. Tell us what you're doing in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, any questions or anything you guys have, we'll give a shout out on the show. Um, mm -hmm. Love to interact with you guys a little more. A little bit of a longer episode this week, but we dove into some topics. Not really car related, but... Things that were on our mind. I hope you guys did enjoy it. And also we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we've been posting episodes of what we're doing in quarantine on there, as well as the weekly news show called Weekly Car Crap every Friday. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, our episodes are also up there as well. So just look up the Curbside Podcast on YouTube and you'll find us. Subscribe. Hit the bell icon. Yes, and a final thank you to Kid Dope again for the intro and outro to our show, Fast Cars and Wild Hearts. Uh, yeah. And as always, my name is Jeff. I'm Parth. Stay safe, drive safe, and life is too short to drive boring cars. Bye.